Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is Sunday, December 4th, 2022. And tonight I will be sharing true paranormal stories from the web. As always, you can find all the episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S A L. S-I-D-O, paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read them or have you join me on the show to talk about them. And um, thank you all for listening, as always, whether you listen to the live feed or you listen to the podcast or the YouTube feeds. And um, so we're trying out a different time slot for this week. And uh, I do already like it so far. Um, but uh, we'll see how it goes. And uh, yeah, I think I might, I might keep it. We'll see. But um, so the plan is today and then, uh, let's see here, it'll be Tuesday will be True Paranormal Stories from the Web. Monday and Wednesday will be Paranormal News. And then Thursday morning will be a topic-based episode, whether it's a book review, uh, comic book review, um, just anything that, uh, that seems, to be, seems to fit along the way. So um, that's the plan for if, uh, if I continue the schedule. So, and I think I might. We will we'll figure out for sure, but uh, I do like it a lot better. Um, so I have three stories to read tonight, and uh, so I guess I can get... Oh, I don't even have those open. So one moment while I get that file open. I have all the stories in the file, but for some reason I did not open the file. Uh, I guess I'm still getting used to this, so... But, uh, but yeah, I just... Um, a little while back I was thinking about changing the show time, and I uh, kind of... Didn't want to for a while. I didn't think it'd work, but um, I think it will now after talking with a lot of friends and everything uh, that I appreciate all their input. Um, I think it'll work. Okay, there we go. That's better. Now I got the stories up there. So, okay. Here is the first story. Uh, this one says... In the 1970s, I lived in a little old building over a hang glider shop. You had to go up a flight of stairs to get to my apartment, and the yard was all gravel. So my co-worker, R, and I were up late in the shop doing inventory, which involved counting each and every bolt, cotter pin, and other item in the shop, in the boxes on our supply shelf. We were just talking and counting. About 1 a.m., we both heard heavy footsteps going up the wooden stairs to my place, but they stopped halfway up, and then nothing. R and I came out to look. Nobody was on the stairs, and nobody was in my apartment. The weird thing was, 
if a person had gone halfway up and then jumped off, we would have heard them land on the gravel. That didn't happen. Nobody was there at all. I found out later that the guy who lived there before me died in a hang gliding accident. Maybe he was trying to come home. I don't know. Still don't know. But this is why I don't just discount paranormal accounts. Sometimes things happen that just cannot be explained. And that's the end of that story. And um, it's that is a odd thing when you hear sounds and then it's, it seems like um, there has to be a follow through. There has to be there has to be footsteps that go all the way up to the um, to the top or come back down. And that didn't happen in the story. Um, so that really is odd. And then the, the detail with the gravel yard, um, it makes sense. I, I do kind of agree with the writer there thinking that if they would have, um, if they would have, whoever had jumped down, they probably would have, there would have been a sound. And it doesn't seem like there was a sound. So could have been paranormal. And it's hard to say uh, what what that was, but it seems like it was something weird. So, neat story there. But, um, so I guess I'll move on to the next one. Um, these are all kind of, uh, you could almost say traditional ghost stories tonight, I think. I believe, if I'm remembering right, but we'll see. Okay, so, um, maybe not, actually. Now I'm thinking about it. So here's this next one. It says, When I was nine years old, I was playing hide-and-seek with my two cousins. I was just trying to find an area obscure and quite unknown to my cousins because I've been at that house, my grandmother and grandfather's house, more than any other cousin for weeks or months sometimes. Anyway, it was the countryside in the middle of nowhere in a field with only one motorway. So I came across this child inside of a bush, full of thorns and nettles, and it was in a ditch, slightly. It was at the back of the shed and greenhouse. I talked to the boy in the bush, and he said stuff like, or stuff to me, stuff to me like, why are you here, and what are you doing? I don't remember exactly all of, the, the, all of it, because I was only nine back then. But I'll never forget the look of that boy. His face was pitch black, and if I ever tried to get a closer look, it didn't seem to show an eye or anything. I could only see the side of his nose and cheek. Anyway, <clears throat> I had a pretty normal conversation, full of questions like, why are you in the bush, and where do you live, and come from? After about two minutes of being with this boy, who I'd only seen his clothes, I told the boy to wait there, and I ran to my cousin, called T, uh, just initials here in the show, usually, uh, who was only a couple of months younger than me. And we walked back to the bush, and the boy was gone. And I still find it strange because it's hard to get in and out of a bush like that. Needless to say, I felt bewildered 
and then I stopped playing hide and seek with J and T initials again. And then I had a talk with them about what I just saw five minutes ago about the boy in the bush. My cousin then told me, the one who was trying to find me, said that he saw me talking to myself for a while. And that just bewildered me even more. After that, it was dinner, and I told my family members about my experience outside, but, of course, uh, none of them believed me. I lost my spot. Let's see here. Where was it? I lost it. <laughs> okay, there it is. Um, and not even my cousins, eventually. But I never saw that boy again, and I don't think I ever will. In my teen years, I used to walk around in the cornfields in the pitch black darkness at 2 or 3 a.m. listening to music. But even then, I never saw him again. I always remember this event, and I don't believe in the word coincidence. Uh, so I believe everything explainable, including unexplainable or random, happens for a reason. It was so real to me, all of it, 100%. This is just one out of some experiences similar to this one. But this is my first experience with these types of things. And that's also why it stands out to me. And uh, that's the end of that story. So, <clears throat> sounds like um, this person, back when they were a kid, they met someone. Um, possibly another, another, possibly a spirit, possibly... It's hard to say. It, it seems like they, um, the writer there couldn't figure out how the kid got out of that, that bush without having problems or without making all kinds of noise. And then, of course, again, with their cousin seeing them, uh, apparently talking to no one, but there was someone there for that writer, for that boy. Or for that writer, I should say. I don't even know if it was a boy. But, um, so yeah, that, that's a really amazing one. And again, it's nothing frightening, it's nothing scary, nothing happened to the to the writer there, other than just a conversation with uh with someone else that uh only they saw and then apparently was gone not long after. So um a neat little story then. It makes sense, especially if it if it was another boy, whether he was from a different time or whatever, he would want to know what's going on and why the writer was hiding there. So seems like a regular interaction there. Um, so yeah, neat. I, I like that story. I thought it was really neat as well. Um, makes you wonder how many other people, how many other kids played there throughout the years and if anyone else ever had an experience like that and they just, because of time going by or whatever, they just never noticed or never had a chance to um, to talk with everyone else in the area and, and uh, find out about maybe similar experiences. I always wonder about that. So, but um, yeah, so that was a, that was a story. I thought that was really amazing. <clears throat> so I have one more story here. And this one says, from the time I was about six to 14 years old, my family lived in a really old house in a small town in lower Alabama. I guess they mean south. 
it says the original parts of the house were built in the mid to late 1800s. The rest was added around the 1920s. The oldest part of the house was my bedroom that I shared with my two siblings. There was a boarded up fireplace and a small door that led up to the attic space. We kept a dresser in front of the attic or in front of the door because we would hear things up there all the time and it would freak us out. It was, in summary, a very old and creepy house. Well, not long after we moved in, I remember seeing things out of the corner of my eye, like people in the corners. But by the time I would look, there would be no one there, nothing there or anything that could be mistaken for it. This continued even as I got older, <clears throat> but I had started to you know, getting used to it. One figure in particular had become a near constant. My six-year-old brain thought he looked like Santa, but as I got older, I referred to him as the bearded man. There, this was an old man by appearance. He was dressed how, at the time, I would say an Amish man dressed, like farming overalls and a collared old shirt and had a long beard and long hair. There was always a glimpse here and there, in the corner of rooms or out the window. But one night, I was startled awake. I had rolled over onto my back because I was having trouble sleeping, and opened my eyes to see the bearded man standing over me, staring. After a few blinks, he was gone. This happened two more times while living in that house. We eventually moved and I grew up. I figured I had imagined it because I was just a kid. Several years later, my mom injured her back and took on, I took on helping her with her overnight job that involved being in a vehicle alone for eight hours a night. We talked about the old house to pass the time, and she mentioned that she thought it was haunted. She told me she had seen a man that wasn't there out of the corner of her eye all the time and that she woke up with him standing over her a few times. When she described him, she described him exactly as I remembered him. She told me she thought she was going crazy because my dad never saw him. We later asked my siblings and my sister had the same story we did. And my brother said he never saw anything. To this day, I definitely believe in ghosts. And that's where that story ends. So, that is amazing. You have multiple experiences that aren't confirmed until long after the fact. Um, sounds like years after the fact. And... Um, with the, with these cases where, where figures are seen, especially when it's multiple people in the house having this experience of a figure standing over them, um, I always wonder too if it's if they don't even know that they're gonna they're gonna be seen or if they can be seen, and if they're just trying to figure out in some cases who are these people possibly, who are these people in my home? You know, um, I think that could easily be 
I can see that line of thinking, that line of reasoning there. Excuse me. Um, and so I'm not really surprised that this figure um, of this man was seen um, by the people in the house kind of just trying to figure out who these people were and what they were, why they were there. Um, so that's a, um, a lot of amazing sightings there. And then just, like I said, the, the confirmation after the fact, when there wasn't any suggestion at the time from one person to the next that you could say they were influencing each other. Um, so I, I really like that story. I think it's an amazing story there about a, some activity in a house. And it doesn't seem like it was bad. It just, they were all, almost all, that. well, three out of the five people there, it seems like. Maybe they're, they're more sensitive, I don't know. But they were having experiences there at this house that um, was over 100 years old. So, um, so yeah, really neat story there. And uh, I thought those were all really neat in their own ways. Again, all kind of, you can call them all ghost stories, but... Again, none of them, none of them too scary. You know, just encounters with other, other, other beings, other people possibly. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's what all I have for tonight. Um, thank you for for listening and for being here um, for this show, especially since it's a different time. Oops, I hear sound, but um, and. Uh, Again, this will be just for this week, as of now, uh, for sure anyway, but um, uh, I'll probably, I'm thinking I'll probably um, stick with the schedule, because it, it really is nice. I, I, I do like it a lot better, um, as far as just going later, which of course makes it earlier in the day, but just a different time. So, um, yeah, no worries there, but that happens. But, um... But yeah, so, and um, thank you all for being here. I appreciate it. And uh, sorry that the show's already over, but um, it'll be up on the uh, the podcast and YouTube feeds soon. So um, thank you all again for listening. And I will talk to you all tomorrow on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care, everyone.